Good morning, everyone. My friends, um, today with the beginning of Advent, uh, this is uh, the church's liturgical new year. Um, so Father Mark has his bottle of champagne at home for later uh, because this is the new liturgical cycle. It's the new year for us liturgically. And uh, my friends, uh, as you see, you look in uh, the environment of the church change to alert you that the new year has come. And uh, the Advent color, liturgically speaking, is a bluish purple. Lent is a reddish purple. Uh, it has a more penitential nature to it. Advent is blue, a bluish color. And uh, that signifies uh, the virtue of hope, and which is one of the themes of Advent. And during the Advent season, we should uh, look to increase hope not only in ourselves, but in others. And St. Paul tells us that hope is not hope when its object is seen. We hope for what we do not see, Romans uh, chapter 8, 24. And this virtue is, uh, if you will, look to, uh, not blindly, uh, but it has a great foundation. Everyone's uh, Christian hope looks to the future, but always with an eye on the past. Our hope for what the Lord will do for us is based on what the Lord has already done for us. And this is the theme of the first reading. The prophet says, God has been good and he has helped us and saved us and now we have disobeyed him and we found ourselves in a mess. And another nation is taking them over and the prophet is speaking on behalf of the people, God, come and help us again as you have in the past. Um, so this theme uh, comes, uh, what God has done is what God is doing and what God will do. We can trust God. He is consistent. He is ever faithful. And perhaps one surprise will be not that the Lord has abandoned his loving way of dealing with his people. And this was the indication the prophet was kind of getting at. Now you've hidden your face from us. But I think one of the surprises, and our God is full of surprises, will be not that he's abandoned his loving way of dealing with his people now, but that he will surpass in the future what he has done in the past. All this being said, this first Sunday of Advent is a call to wake up to Christ's coming and beckons us to wait in joyful expectation, in joyful hope for the coming again of the Savior in glory on that great day when he will right all that is wrong, and when he will establish everywhere his kingdom of justice and of peace and love. As the scripture tells us, according to God's promise, we await new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness will dwell. It comes from Second Peter chapter 3. So then as we look forward to the second coming, of the Lord in glory, we look back at his first coming amongst us in his incarnation in Bethlehem, his birth. We acknowledge that in times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets, as we heard in the first reading. In these last days, he spoke to us through his son, Hebrews chapter 1. Friends, one of the Eucharistic prayers of the church, number four, that prayer acknowledges that time and again, 
the Lord offered covenants and through the prophets taught us to look forward in hope to salvation. This hope proclaimed by the prophets of Old Testament was based on God's actions by which he had freed the Israelites from slavery uh, in Egypt and made them his people. This hope was fulfilled when God sent his only begotten son to free us from the slavery of sin and everlasting death and thus to establish with us a new and everlasting covenant through his son. God had done not only what we had hoped for, but even more. He gave us eternal life. In Advent, through prayerful contemplation of all that God has done in the past, we are given reason then for our hope about today and the future. We receive the grace to sustain that hope and to make it grow into steadfast and beautiful force in this world, but more importantly, that it may stand shoulder to shoulder with the great virtues of faith and love. The chief function of the season of Advent is for us to prepare for Christmas, to recall, and that preparation is framed in hope. So my friends, to understand fully the Christmas event, we start by looking at the beginning with the history of salvation. God's plan of salvation is centered on his Messiah, his Christ, which is Jesus of Nazareth. So Evan looks back at the promise of the first coming as announced, and then with hope, we look forward to the future, to his second coming, when God's plan will be reached and have its complete fulfillment. And so my friends, um, one of the themes also of that gospel was uh, to stay awake. As a matter of fact, Jesus said it three times. Uh, stay awake means you know, to, be, to be active. And uh, we're supposed to, what are we, we're supposed to be active? Watching uh, Amazon for the flash sales? <laughs> no, that's not the kind of stay awake that we're supposed to be doing. You do that. So I'm going to tell you, with the same passion that you do that, you should be about living as a disciple. But not just at Christmas, but always, right? And that is to live up to the teachings and to follow his ways. And my friends, one of the things that the gospel said is that each has been given a task. Jesus gave a parable, and he said, I'm going, it's him. He said, I'm going away, and I'll be back. And in the meantime, I want you doing something. Not shopping on Amazon, uh, but to live up to the mission. Uh, often we call this a vocation, and all of everybody who's been baptized is a vocation to be a disciple. But uh, also marriage is a vocation. Religious life is a vocation. Priesthood, parenthood is a vocation. And the scripture has told us, and he said, this message is for everyone. The Lord has assigned people to care for each other, be it your family, your neighbors, or someone needy in the world. And my friends, and we are to be about this all the time, and uh, uh, not, in a, not in a feverish way or with great anxiety, with hope. We are urged to live in such a way as to always be ready to meet the Lord when he comes, and he is coming. He will come to each of us at our human death. 
that is absolute. But there's also that second coming when he will address everything and everyone. And the scripture says we don't know the day or the hour. And so, my friends, uh, any time is the wrong time for him to come for the unfaithful servant. But any time is right for the faithful servant. Whenever he wants to come, if you are faithful and doing what you're supposed to be doing, it will be the right time. 